We have to be more intentional about our networking process. It will benefit you in the long run. No one else is doing it, and it shows true interest, which we love as employers. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I am recording this on Friday, as is my normal plan, and I am pretty fired up right now. I got a lot of energy rolling through me because I just finished up interviewing Everett Fritz-Hugh, who is the play-by-play broadcaster for the Seattle Kraken. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. I don't know about you, but there are definitely activities on my job as part of my job that I get excited for and I get energized by. You know, that that feeling is so important to our work lives. If you don't get any of that out of your work life, I'm not saying it's across the board. I'm not saying it's everything you do. That would be irrational and not reasonable. But if you don't have moments in your job where you're like, I am just so excited to do this thing, or once you complete it, you're like feeling this crazy amount of energy from it. You need to change. You need to find something else. You need to go look for something different because you should have that. We work too hard for too long to be miserable. For me, seriously, leading a good collaborative meeting will make me feel so good afterwards. Doing an interview where I really connect with somebody, shooting a video where I feel like I'm providing information that can help and benefit somebody else. Those things, when I finish them, or I know that they're coming up on my schedule, they just, it's like I turn into like this energy powerhouse. I know that sounds so so cheesy, but I'm just like, I get charged by it. I feel like the energy is flowing through me. And I don't know, that's got to be a sign that I'm doing the right thing. And I got to tell you, it's got to be a sign if you don't feel that kind of thing, that you're doing the wrong thing. And so you got to find that for yourself. Whether it's a database query or an email that you wrote or a marketing campaign, doesn't matter what it is. You get to decide what gives you that energy and how you feel, what your reaction is. Nobody else gets to determine that. And I am feeling it right now after Everett Fitzhugh. I, it's just a, there's something about a conversation that hits and we're, we're laughing and we're telling stories and he's really sharing such great insight and I know it's going to benefit people. I know it is. And it just makes me excited. So I can't wait for y'all to hear that. That interview will come up on the 15th, day after Valentine's Day. So if you can please remind me to get something for my wife before then, that would be great. Thanks for helping. All right, on to today's question from Maggie. Hey, Brian. My name is Maggie, and I'm a senior at the University of Missouri studying journalism and strategic communications. I've been a part of Mizzou Athletics' Stratcom department for the past three years, and I've decided I want to continue pursuing a career in sports communications. You've talked on the podcast before about how to stand out in the application pool with your resume. But I was wondering if you could talk about the next step of reaching out to people within the organization that you just applied for. As someone who's outgoing and confident when asking for informational meetings, I find myself holding back when it comes to reaching out after applying. I was wondering if you had any advice and tips for how to do this and how to come across in a confident but not pushy way. What Maggie's asking about here is intentional networking is what I would call it. But to me, you're coming at it a little bit late in the process. I'd actually like you to be a little bit earlier in the process. I'm going to give you a lot of solutions here, but let's get to the the broader topic. There is organic networking. Those things that happen naturally. It's somebody you meet in class, somebody you meet in an internship. It's somebody that you meet at a conference. It's just a normal walk of life. I met somebody and they're connected to my world. And that is building your network. It could be building that relationship with a professor. It could be a family friend. It could be literally anything. But those are things that happen just naturally and your network starts to build from them. And that is something that you should be very intentional about throughout the rest of your life. 
building relationships professionally that are connected to who you want to be, where you want to go, and what your next step may be. I cannot tell you how many interviews that I conduct where somebody will say, oh yeah, and I got this opportunity because I knew this person here who recommended me for it, who knew about me, who, whatever it was. So that networking mentality needs to happen throughout. But a lot of times it's just going to happen organically. It's just going to happen because you're living your life, okay? There's also intentional networking. And this is something I need to stress with all of you. And I think we need more of. But intentional networking is that concept of like, I'm going to target people that I think are on my path, that I think will benefit me in the long run, getting to know them. And I can hopefully give some benefit back to as well. It's you're targeting people. You're looking for where are those matches that I need to make in my my industry. Right now, right now, literally right now, you should create a top 10 list. You should create a top 10 list or more if you want to. Top 10 list of the places and the organizations that you would love to work for. Where are those dream jobs? For me, okay, so I'm a Boston guy. I grew up in Boston. For me, it might be the Boston Celtics, New England Patriots, New England Sports Network, Comcast Sportsnet, New England. I'm a broadcasting guy. You know, that's kind of what I do. Uh, It might be ESPN. It might, you know, all these different kind of dream positions. Create your top 10 list because at some point, you should be going after your dream jobs. You should. We all should. You should go after those moments. But my point in this is if you have that dream list of these are the 10 companies that I would absolutely love to work for at some point, why wouldn't you start networking with people at those companies now? Why wouldn't you reach out now, especially for those of you that are in college or early in your career? I'm going to quote Zach Maritas again, one of my favorite CEOs who's ever been on the show, the CEO of Teamworks. He has said many times, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, and I've shared this as if it was my advice. It's Zach's. No, I always give him credit. I'm just kidding. But he said, like, when you're under 30 years old, you have this magical time period. And I think it's, you know, pretty much up until you turn 30, where everybody views you as this like clever little kid that's got a great idea and they want to help you. You're just a kid. Anyone will help you. You can you can reach out to the commissioner of some, you know, big time organization and they'll give you 10 minutes because they love what you're doing. But it's like the minute you turn 30, you're just another guy hawking a product, right? <laughs> and, and you get stiff-armed. And so my advice, my advice is to young entrepreneurs is like take advantage of being a quote-unquote kid in people's eyes because they will help you. You are in this golden zone where you can ask people for help and they don't feel threatened by you. You need to leverage this time period of your life to reach out to people and say something to start to build a relationship with them. Because if you're intentionally networking and you're reaching out to these people at the dream organizations you'd love to work with, it's not going to cover every opportunity you have. But let's just say I had 10 connections at the, at the Boston Celtics and I see some opportunity come up that fits me. And I wanted to leap and go get that. And I know people there because for the last couple of years, I've been working on building my intentional networking plan. I'm going to be in a better position, right? I'm going to feel a little bit more confident going into those conversations. I'm going to be able to ask some questions to those people and say, tell me what the culture is like. Tell me what the environment's like. Tell me what their interview processing is like. What do you know about this person? What do you know about that department? You're going to be able to get some information out of these people because you've built a relationship with them in a very intentional manner. So how do you do it? You're going to connect through LinkedIn. Once you create this top 10 list or whatever number you want it to be, you're adding a note. Remember, that's super important. You don't just connect with somebody you're going to add a note. You're going to click a button to add a note. And you have 300 characters to do that. And you're going to say, hi, whoever their name is. Hi, Brian. I'm a college junior studying sports management. I've always wanted to work for your the Celtics, whatever, insert your organization. Wondering if we could connect and chat a little about your work life 
and how you like being a part of that organization. Okay, so what have you accomplished in this little 300 character outreach? You've identified yourself, you've set expectations for the conversation, you just want to chat a little bit and been clear with what you need and want. I want to learn a little bit more about the culture, whether you like it, what it's like. Okay. I would even say in that you might be even, even, even able to give it a little bit more constraints and say, would love to talk for 15 minutes. Because again, if you leave it open-ended, somebody might interpret it as, I don't have that much time to give somebody. But if you give it a framework, they're more, much more likely to say, yeah, I can do that. I can give you 15 minutes. This is how relationship building works. This is proactive. This is looking to those people that could really benefit you in the long run of your career at companies you would love to work for. And now you've got these connections inside the building. So who do you target? Look for people at the company in what would be your department. So if you want to work in communication, look there, media relations, facility management, scouting department, whatever it may be within an organization, the sales team, the marketing team, look in there first and just pick one person to reach out to. Do not reach out to the entire team because they're all going to be like, oh yeah, I got this request from this person named Maggie. Oh yeah, so did I. Oh yeah, so did I. Oh yeah, so did I. People talk. And then it seems a very inauthentic process that you're going through. So pick one person at a time. Reach out to them. If they don't respond in a month, reach out to another person. But just do it slowly. Just build over time. We're looking ahead. We're being proactive. We're making decisions for your future, not necessarily needing an instantaneous result. I would also suggest that the most likely group to respond is the under 30 group. They're more connected to getting that first job. They understand how difficult it is out there. They're often very willing to help and provide advice. They've maybe moved up that first step of their career and they are maybe now making decisions about hiring entry-level staff, but they also know what it was like to be in that entry-level role. Directors and VPs, ah, we tend to get really busy. And the under 30 crowd will usually make a little more time to help. That's not a hard and fast rule. I try to help people all the time. And I'm definitely over 30. But I'm just saying best practice, best idea, bleeding into that group can be your most benefit. Look for people additionally that you might have a, a thread with. They went to your school. They graduated from your program. They're in the same group or organization. Things like that. A little bit of common ground helps build relationships. Uh, not really, oh, I'm a big fan of the Celtics too. It's, it's more of a, you know, we have this thing in common that can help too. That's a proactive plan. And if you do this over a year where you're slowly reaching out to one person at each one of these dream organizations and then the next level and then the next level, and you're building up these conversations, you're talking to them, you're asking questions, you're being really smart. That's how you network. And now you've got a network flourishing in those places you would love to work one day. Now, when the opportunity comes up, you've got some connections in the building. You get some people you can talk to. That's power. But Maggie, I understand what you are saying. You're asking about contacting people after you've applied. And let's be honest, even if you have a dream list, you might find a job someday that's not on your dream list. So you're going to try to network after you have applied. Subtle differences in the approach, but not really that many. First off, let's start with a little bit of motivation. Maggie, you should do this. Everybody should do this because no one else is doing it. And it shows true interest, which we love as employers. We love people that really want to work at this job, at this organization. Again, I'm going to stress this job, this organization, not just this organization, because that means I just want to get my foot in the door. That means that makes you sound like a fan. If you want this job doing this specific thing, that's exciting to us. I want somebody that comes in wanting to do that job, not just wanting to get my foot in the door. 
because I need somebody that wants to really master this and will, would be willing to do it for a year, not like coming in and three months later looking for another opportunity because, hey, they got their foot in the door and now they want to move out of my department. So again, use that same philosophy of doing the outreach by adding a note. Your competition for these kind of jobs are not doing this. They're not actively reaching out to people and building relationships within the building. So it's not like that person that works at, I keep using the Celtics as an example, but it's not like that person at the Celtics is like, every time we post a job, 500 people try to connect with me and, and become in my network. That doesn't really happen that often. So I don't think that you are going to be like just one of another number of people using the same technique. Reach out to those people. Make sure it's somebody that's in that department. Reach out to one person. Do not make it the same same technique. Do not make it everybody in the group because that comes across extremely authentic. Try to pick them thinking that they are pretty early in their career because I think they're going to be more invested in helping. Reach out to them on LinkedIn. Add a note and say something very simple. I'm Maggie studying at the University of Missouri. I've just applied for a job at the Celtics that I'm really excited about. Working for the Celtics would be a dream start to my career, wondering if we could connect and chat about the culture and environment. Thanks. Okay? That's not hard. Do that outreach. If they don't respond, don't take it personally because chances are they might not get on LinkedIn that often or they just might not feel comfortable doing it and whatever. Like, don't read into it too much. Make the right effort. If they don't respond in the first week, now we're moving up the timeline a little bit because you're applying. If they don't respond within a week, try another person. It's okay. Now, don't ask for things other than a simple chat. You don't want a referral. You don't want to be connected with somebody else. You don't want them to recommend you. You want to value their perspective and learn from them. That's what you're doing. You're opening the door to learning more about the company from them. You're respecting them in this process. Follow up, prepare your questions, and then afterwards appreciate them. So if you connect with somebody, you get to have a little 15 minute conversation. I'm really excited about this job. Be passionate, be excited. That is, that is a good thing. We like that in this industry. It's a sports industry. You should be excited to work for a cool organization like the Boston Celtics or wherever your dream position may be. This is how you get positive vibes going for you. Now, after you've had some sort of a conversation with them, appreciate that. Reach out, send them a card with a little coffee Starbucks gift card in it. Thanks for your time appreciating them and their value there is how you build this strong connection. This is how you get positive vibes going for you. Your goal has to be learning about the company, the culture, the environment, maybe a little bit about the uh, interview process, but the result could be now I have an advocate or two in the building as I really want this position. That's powerful. And don't go crazy in your outreach, like I said. People talk. Don't all of a sudden start spamming everybody in the department, trying to connect with them, slip it into people's DMs or whatever. I don't think you do that at all. Keep it professional. Keep the communication one and then another, not all stacked up at once and then just spamming everybody because that is not going to come off in, a, in an authentic manner. And now you've lost the crowd. So keep it simple. Build slowly. And if you can... Start even earlier before you apply for the job by finding those target places that you may want to work. Matter of fact, on your proactive plan, why wouldn't you be learning about other organizations that are hiring and just start to reach out to people there? Like start to see the trends, start to see who's growing, start to see new startups and start to reach out to people early. We have to be more intentional about our networking process. It will benefit you in the long run. So if you take that approach, Maggie, I think you'll be in a really good position. So will the rest of you if you're listening. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. Coming up on Wednesday, Dr. Sean Anderson, the author of The Black Athlete Revolt. Really, really interesting conversation. Intense a little bit, but super important. Make sure you tune in for that. Thanks, everybody.